Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on March 4th, 2022 from South Carolina Public Radio Studios here in Columbia. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. It's not my fault. This episode features a look at the bipartisan early voting and election reform bill that House lawmakers passed this week. We have the latest on the Senate Medical Affairs Committee drama over three controversial bills. And Senator Lindsey Graham introduces a resolution to hold Russian President Vladimir Putin accountable for war crimes. In business, we have fresh jobs numbers for you. We also have a look at the Senate income tax cut bill and news of the ever-expanding BMW plant in Spartanburg. In medical, we note two big COVID items President Joe Biden mentioned in his State of the Union address this week. And of course, we're asking you to do your part, as always, and give us a call at 803-563-7169. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and what's going on in your neck of the woods. It's March. We're about to spring forward soon. Uh, you know, pollen is here. It's a little windy. Things are changing. We want to hear about what's going on with you. Spring break's coming up. Things are different. We're not wearing masks as much. You know, what's going on? Let us know what you're doing. 803-563-7169. This is your year, and it's your time to call. Thank you. Now for the latest in South Carolina. Currently, the spread of COVID-19 is still widespread, ongoing, and not contained, according to data from the Department of Health and Environmental Control. There have been 16,961 total deaths, and currently there are 1,462,846 total cases being reported in all 46 counties as of March 4th at 4 p.m. Our current percent positive is 3.6%. There are 461 South Carolinians hospitalized with COVID-19, 106 are in intensive care, and 48 are on ventilators. Currently, 53.5% of eligible South Carolinians are fully vaccinated. Top quiz, hotshot. True or false? House lawmakers unanimously supported an election reform and early voting bill this week. That's true. I know you, you thought, oh, that'd be a trick question in this, in this day and age of hyper-partisanship, topped with election fraud lies, a side of gerrymandering, and a worryingly healthy helping of voter disenfranchisement in the name of security for one of the most secure processes in our state. Oof. It's like the worst meet in three of all time. But there was indeed unanimous Republican and Democratic support for an election bill in the House to the tune of 114 to 0. Wow! Yeah. That bill, H4919, is now in the Senate. It would make absentee voting mail-in only. It would also create true early voting for two weeks before an election. That's Monday through Saturday, with at least two locations in a county based on registered voters and square miles, whichever yields more locations up to seven. It would also require an audit of 5% of ballots in each county and make voter fraud a felony, not a misdemeanor, punishable up to $5,000 and up to five years in prison. Don't commit voter fraud. Again, there is very limited evidence of voter fraud, but it was an amendment added by Spartanburg Republican Stephen Long. The amendment did pick up a few Democrats, but a different amendment by Lexington Republican R.J. May to close primaries and require registration by parties was tabled with broad bipartisan support. The amendment led to some heated exchanges and speeches from the well, but here is Representative May explaining in part his reason behind the amendment. 
selecting the nominee through primary elections is the most consequential decision a party can make. And its members, those individuals who identify with that party, should be the ones making the selection. This amendment would close South Carolina primaries, uh, Republicans selecting the Republican nominee and Democrats selecting the Democratic nominee. Uh, by way of history, there's been a long history throughout the country of cross-party voting. In 2000, Bush versus McCain, a number of Democrats in South Carolina and Michigan switched over to vote for John McCain over Bush in the hopes of changing the outcome of the election. In 2008, Obama versus Clinton, we had Operation Chaos by Rush Limbaugh. That was a campaign to get Republicans to vote for Hillary Clinton over Barack Obama in states with open primaries as part of an effort to, quote, bloody up uh, Obama politically to keep Clinton in the race and to make, Obama, to make it easier uh, to defeat Obama in the November election. Now, in 2016, you had Trump versus the field, where there was concerted effort uh, for Democrats to vote for Trump, thinking that he would be easier to defeat in the general election. In 2020, Biden versus Sander, Operation Chaos Number 2 here in our own state, where thousands of Republicans voted for Bernie Sanders in an attempt to influence who Democrats would nominate. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is simple. Republicans should nominate Republicans and Democrats should nominate Democrats. Lexington Republican Micah Kasky used an example of how his dad, a Republican who lives in democratically controlled Richland County, would have to choose to either vote for his Republican representative, Nathan Ballantyne, or the Democratic sheriff, Leon Lott, but not both under the amendment. Here's Kasky. When my dad asked me, how do I vote for the sheriff that I know is going to be the one to get elected, you know, it's going to be the Democrat. If I want to vote for that or I got to vote for Nathan Ballantyne in his election, what am I supposed to do? Well, Dad, you can vote for one, and then you can change your party in 30 days. Well, actually, you can't. And I know Mr. May, he's, he's read his amendment. I know he's read it. Once a qualified elector registers with a certified political party, elector may not register with a different certified political party for two years. So you got to choose, Dad. You want to you choose who your sheriff is, or you want to choose who your representative is. So what am I supposed to tell him? Operation Bamboozle was going to be the, the bane of our existence. And oh, by the way, let me just remind everybody, Republicans are doing real good right now in this state, have since 1994. So as a Republican, by the way, for those of you who do want to insist on thinking in partisan terms, we're winning. We have a supermajority in both chambers. We hold every statewide elected office. Six out of seven of our congressmen are Republicans. What does success look like? We're not crazy enough, but that's beside the point. You know I like giving you all this long audio clips because A, no one else is doing it, and B, unless you're watching these debates, you're missing out on all the fun and spicy moments. Now, after all was said and done, the House, like I said, voted 114 to zero. You don't see that very often. Well, I guess unless you count that tax cut bill that passed 112 to zero the week before. It is sunshine and rainbows up here, folks. However, while the House saw a big bipartisan win on elections, drama on the Senate Medical Affairs Committee continued to ramp up over two abortion bills and one bill that would protect the unproven, ineffective, and controversial practice of conversion therapy. The controversial bills have been on the agenda for weeks now, but have most recently not moved because Senate Minority Leader Brad Hutto said he'd deny the committee a quorum to pass them. This move even gained support from Republican Senator Sandy Sin out of Charleston. 
Listen to this interaction between Hutto and Chairman Danny Verdon. This leads off with Hutto talking about other bills on the agenda instead of the controversial ones. I am uh, prepared to go forward with uh, parts of the agenda, but I uh, do not wish to take up S-811, 907, and 988. And I realize it's not up to me, it's up to you, but if you intend to move forward with those, then I'm going to... I'm going to leave with my proxies and, and defeat the quorum, but I would stay if we're going to take up the rest of the agenda. Well, Senator, you're going to put me in a hard place. Well, I'm willing to, to work with. I, I just I, I I want to move the bills. That it's only need 20 to till 10, and we have an hour and 20 minutes before us. That's why I'm willing to. Uh, so with that, with with that statement in mind, I move that we take up S219. Well, we had a report and carried the matter over from the Senator. I move that we Anderson. take up uh, S-838. Before, before uh, and I don't hear a second. Second. And I'll be walking with him. Well, I'll tell you this. You won't carry those proxies with you on a procedural matter. It's just, it's a, we, we won't, but it's a, you won't have a quorum. And what are the consequences uh, as far as you intend, Senator? without a quorum. I assume that y'all would uh, move to the other, <laughs> I, I guess you'd have to adjourn, I'd be honest. And I, look, I, our rules are our rules and in the minority, we don't have a lot of cards to play, but when we've got a card to play, I think it's unfair to ask us not to play it. And we're willing to take up all the rest of your agenda, except those first three bills. So since it's unlikely the bills will make it out of committee through the usual up or down vote, Chairman Verdon said there will be an aggressive effort to pull the bills directly from the committee onto the floor. That would require a simple majority vote to do, but a year after a major abortion victory for Republicans, it's not clear that there is a significant appetite to wade back into the issue, especially over bills that have not garnered enough traction in the past, such as a personhood abortion bill which treats every fertilized egg as a human being. We'll be watching and letting you know. Moving on, Senator Lindsey Graham introduced a resolution this week calling for Russian President Vladimir Putin and his regime to be held accountable through the International Criminal Court for war crimes and human rights abuses. Here's Graham. And I will do everything in my power uh, as long as it takes to be a voice for justice for the Ukrainian people, to hold one of the most vicious people on the planet finally accountable. Putin and all of his cronies. Enough of the murder, enough of destruction and carnage on your behalf. There'll come a day when the rule of law will trump the rule of the gun. And that day, I hope, will come sooner rather than later. So to the American people, we are right to help the Ukrainian people in their quest for their freedom. If Ukraine falls to Putin, it will set in motion dire consequences for us as a nation. China will get the signal that they can take Taiwan. The Iranians will believe that we have no will to stop their nuclear ambitions. The converse is true. If the Chinese see the world rally around Ukraine and the rule of law being applied to Putin's war crimes, maybe they won't go into Taiwan. Even though the United States is not part of the ICC, Graham doesn't see that as undermining his resolution. Graham said the United States has a robust legal system, whereas places like Russia don't have such accountability. He urged his colleagues to support this measure and more, noting that things are going on in the world he didn't think possible just a few weeks ago. 
I, I just think it's political malpractice for us not to get our crap together up here. Okay, number one, we're in a shooting conflict with a Ukraine is a democracy under siege by a war criminal Putin. Uh, let's stop talking. I appreciate what the administration did with $350 million of military aid. That's not enough. So I'm hoping we can pass a budget by March 11th. A continuing resolution destroys our military's ability to operate. There is no good excuse for Republicans and Democrats not to come together over this. None. Graham was joined by Representative Victoria Spartz, an Indiana Republican and Ukrainian-born American who has been working recently to amplify calls for support and push for a stronger American response. The 43-year-old freshman lawmaker says the conflict is not a war, it's a genocide, and it's threatening the stability of Europe. The more the territory of Ukraine they absorb, the closer they get to our NATO allies like Poland and Baltics, the risk of direct engagement will escalate significantly. I mean, right now what we need to do to maybe work with some allies and also us to provide some safety zones because it's humanitarian crisis or humanitarian corridors so people can get safely evacuated. But it's very dangerous. That's why it's important for Ukrainians to be able to stop. It's important for us. Also, if we create Syria or Afghanistan in the middle of Europe with terrorists, from some Russian regions that even tried to go through our border now. We know that. I've been on the border three times, and we have a huge challenge out there. I hope President Biden actually keeps his words to secure this border because it's a huge issue. This is life and death issue, similar to in Ukraine. That will pose a lot of risk to us and to Europe. And Graham was on Fox & Friends Friday morning defending his controversial tweet calling for the assassination of Putin. He tweeted in part, the only way this ends is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. You'd be doing your country and the world a great service. And Graham was at the White House this week for the signing of the forced arbitration bill he and New York Democratic Senator Kirsten Gillibrand worked to pass. The law prohibits employers from forcing workers to settle sexual misconduct claims in closed-door arbitration that often favor alleged perpetrators. Employees instead can sue in court with their own legal representation, but they still have that arbitration option. Okay, we got huge, tremendous, the best jobs report for February ever, ever. Okay, I might have gone overboard there at the end. Nevertheless, the United States added 678,000 jobs in February. That moved the unemployment rate to 3.8% from 4%. That is some major good economic news as the labor crunch simmers down now that Omicron has subsided and wages, which were steadily rising, are now leveling off. Even still, we all know that the 5% jump in wages that we've seen over the past year has been eaten up by rising inflation at around 7.5%. The Federal Reserve is set to start raising interest rates March 16th to combat inflation. And we'll have more from Fed Chairman Jerome Powell in Tuesday's pod. He's going to be there, folks. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> but coming back to the Statehouse for a minute, a Senate Finance Subcommittee approved a $2 billion tax cut and rebate bill on Thursday sending it to the full finance committee. Now, everyone who files a tax return in the state would receive at least $100, even those who pay no income tax. 
The bill would also consolidate the 7% and 6% tax brackets into 5.7%. This comes after the House unanimously passed its $600 million tax cut plan, which consolidates brackets as well and has the governor's blessing. It does not, however, have rebates. Both of these bills are fueled by the additional $4.5 billion lawmakers have to budget with this year and ongoing growth. So two different big tax cut bills. Expect to see some sort of compromise on this before session wraps up in early May. And BMW announced it's investing $200 million to build a new 219,000-square-foot press shop located at its Spartanburg campus that will take raw coils of steel, cut them into blanks, and stamp sheet metal parts for future BMW models. These components include hang-on parts such as the vehicle's four doors, fenders, exterior body sides, and liftgate. The investment will also create 200 new jobs when it starts production in 2024. The plant, which has been operational since 1992, is the largest BMW site in the world and produces 1,500 vehicles a day, including four Motorsport X models, two plug-in hybrid electric vehicle models, and two plug-in hybrid electric vehicle X models. In his State of the Union address this week, President Joe Biden said that COVID need not control our lives and said that folks can order more COVID tests from covidtest.gov since nearly half of the 500 million rapid tests have gone unclaimed. I got mine, but I'll get more. Biden also announced the Test to Treat initiative that will launch this month and allow people to receive immediate COVID-19 therapy like Pfizer's Paxlovid antiviral if they test positive at a participating pharmacy. Paxlovid was shown to reduce the risk of COVID-19-related hospitalizations by 90% in clinical trials. So far, CVS, Walgreens, and Walmart have indicated they will participate. And DHEC said this week that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention announced it is changing its approach to tracking COVID-19 by reducing focus on daily case counts and putting emphasis on severe cases that result in hospitalizations. DHEC, of course, supports this approach because it mirrors the agency's recently announced method of tracking COVID-19 across the state. Rather than focusing on eliminating all virus transmission, CDC will recommend prevention measures, such as masks, when the level of severe disease in communities has the potential to overwhelm the health system. Welcome to the wind down section, our little break from the news. We're talking about life during the pandemic and want to hear stories as well. It's March. Tell us how you're handling things, what you're handling. <laughs> what you're, is it? What's in your hands? <laughs> where you're holding your hands right now. <laughs> if you're driving, please do not call again. Please pull us into a safe space to call us. 803-563-7169. Spring is almost here. We're about to spring forward. Everyone's going to complain about it. Get get the jump now and call us to start complaining yeah, about complain, springboard. You got to complain early so you can see you get in on the ground floor. Because AT we were joking the other day that we're going to operate on like regular time even during that week yes. just to acclimatize ourselves. Yes, we're going to move by 15 minutes a day. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a slow creep. Yeah. Everyone will understand. They'll let us do this. We it's, have that kind of ability here. Yes. Uh, we One call and Gavin gets this done. Yeah. Okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> one call, line item, budget, be, yeah. line item. The whole agency. <laughs> 
is going to be delayed 45 minutes yeah. than 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just give it our own that time. Oh, it's just easier, okay? I mean, <laughs> it's called visionary leadership. Yeah. <laughs> All right? All right? We don't we don't do this because we want to do it. I don't. We, I, we haven't been in a box for years. Okay, we've been living outside the box for so long that it's almost like <laughs> we want to get back into it to see what's going on in there. Gavin and I are just nonstop synergizing. Yeah, I mean, like he and I are coming up with the greatest business ideas. We yes, we're <laughs> working on a few business pods. Don't yes. worry, guys. We are. This is about to be an entrepreneur pod. <laughs> yeah. We're both. We're, we're, we both ordered some sweater vests already. We have conferences and webinars <laughs> lined up from here. He and I the next are just. Years. We're 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 circling back and touching base yes. as much as we can. After um, we run out the flagpole, we're going to push it on out, and we're going to go ahead and synergize everything that we can work through corporate to accomplish isn't together. It run it up the food chain. Uh, run it up the flagpole, flagpole. is flagpole sitta. Right, the song. I don't know. <laughs> I've, I, I'm too busy um, working to make this place more efficient and synergistic. I get it. Yeah, oh, I can't even. I, I don't even have time for myself. You're a visionary. Yeah, vision. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Elizabeth Holmes. Give me your blood. Give me your blood. <laughs> I was talking to you guys. Know my unchecker. Yeah. Where is Miss Shakta Ben? She. We were. Uh, we had a drink or two the other day after the state house, and she was wearing. You know, she's very chic. Everyone knows this about my aunt. Mm-hmm. And she's wearing a. Um, Black turtleneck, but also uh, has a you know like a sports jacket on, like a very you know proper woman mm-hmm. of the day. And the first thing she asked me, she says, "Is this is this to Elizabeth Holmes?" Yes. I said, "If you didn't have the jacket on, I'd be scared you'd be asking me for my blood right now." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Slash committee and wire fraud. Well, my on, give us a call in and tell us how many people gave you your their blood that day. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite the time, I'll say that. Anyway, Gavin, yes, we, we have got, a call. We got sidetracked. We got a call, okay? okay? We got a call. I mean, when we are just disrupting the industry, <laughs> we can get sidetracked yeah, a little sorry, bit. Yeah, okay? sorry. Sorry, it's called disruption, folks. <laughs> but On-the-spot innovation. <laughs> we do have a call. Okay? O-T-G-I. <laughs> I don't know what the G stands The G is for disruption. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, patented on Gavin the, disruption. On the G, disruption. Yeah, you're the G in disruption. <laughs> anyway, Gavin, are you ready for the call? Yes. Okay. Hey, Gavin and AT. It's Cam from Columbia. Um, had to call the, the hotline here due to something that I saw uh, in a commercial break from one of my uh, streaming events recently. Um, I saw a Hidden Valley commercial that is jumping directly into the Ranch on Pizza debate. Um, if you haven't seen this yet, there's a family, uh, someone opens the door, uh, to, uh, a pizza delivery person who hands it, you know, says pizza delivery, hands in their pizza. And then a guy clad in all green, uh, jostles up with his own padded delivery bag and says ranch delivery for you, like reaches through the pizza and they take the ranch and go inside, you know, please just punch, uh, they then smash cut to people dipping entire slices into the ranch. I mean, we're talking tip of the slice first, not just the crust. Slice first into the ranch. Cut back to the guy in a car, a uh, green Hidden Valley car, just staring at the camera saying, you're welcome. So it's as if you guys were ahead of the zeitgeist on this one. Uh, but Ranch on Pizza is becoming a, a national craze if it wasn't already. Um I am here to say I am not for it, but I am not against ranch as a whole. Do I prefer it as a salad topping? No. Is ranch good when it is good? Yes. 
Um, and for AT, who uh, says that, you know, ranch is so flavorful, as a citizen of Flavor Town, would our mayor, Guy Fieri, not be upset with you for not being able to handle such flavor? Uh, please discuss. Love you guys. Bye. Cam, love to hear from you. Great guy. We always love Great guy. Love the man. We have not seen the commercial, but I think he described it very well. Uh, it was a little traumatic. It was like I was I was there. looking for it on YouTube, couldn't find it, but that's probably for the best. There's so many Hidden Valley Ranch commercials Ugh. that no wonder it's become a national craze, or as we're calling it, a crisis. Ranch crisis 2022. Right here. Uh, like we need another crisis this year. Of course, here's one. Uh, we agree ranch is good when it's good. But my God, did that man just check your Flavor Town citizenship? <laughs> he did. I mean, I, well, I would just like to point out that as a Flavor Town er, citizen, McGill, <laughs> Tonian, Flavor Tonian, um, the official motto, condiment. No, oh. the official condiment is donkey sauce. Sure. Okay. Donkey sauce. We get donkey sauce, not ranch, which sure. is a, it, it pales in comparison to donkey sauce. Donkey sauce. Okay? But the argument is flavor. He got me pretty good on that when I flavor. texted him when I when I listened to this uh and I was like, "All right, yeah, you got me on that." Um but we got him, folks. We got him. <laughs> uh it, but if you really if you are really steeped in Guy Fieri lore, oh. you know that he he is about flavor for yes. sure, but he's also about balance. Oh. Which there's no, there's no balance to ranch. It mm. is just it, it is it's truly like pedal to the metal. Well, I think there is if you just use it in the right proportion, you know. None. I don't need to cover my little baby carrot in ranch. I just dip part of it, and I'm like, that's enough for me. I still want to enjoy the carrot. You, you're you a very temperate man. Well, that's what everyone says about me. <laughs> I'm known for my temperance. <laughs> my gosh. That's why they say, Gavin, you can have a podcast. You are your temperate. Temper, temperament. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Yeah, you're working it out. You know, out just even-keeled. They, when you came out the happy, womb, when you when you flew out which the womb I there, shared with my brother that you shared, the, I was humbly sharing with my brother. They looked at your brother and you were like, they, they took were him like, out first. I said, take him out first. I don't know about that one. And this one, they were like, this one's temperate. He's getting a podcast. Now, was I bigger than Colin? Some said yes. Some say. Some uh, may say. But now he's bigger than me. So I mean, it just it's just it's a give and take. But I said, take him out first. Apparently, I'm I'm too big for this space. <laughs> I was giving too much. You are the giving tree. I'm the again. giver. Again. <laughs> <laughs> giving tree? That giving tree. I'm waiting for some calls about that. I'm ready to die on that tree. Uh, I mean, you, hell. You do chain yourself to the giving tree. Yeah, that tree would, I mean, that'd be one good thing that that kid could have done for that tree, but he was too busy taking. Taking. And taking. And that was my problem, is that we're teaching these kids to just take. It's a modern allegory. <laughs> Uh, I know Plato, okay? I think I know. What I'm uh, I don't about. think this is Plato's tripartite exactly uh, per se. But. If you look at the cave allegory here, <laughs> <laughs> well, it always well. takes me back to the cave. Anyway, uh, Gavin, I do have some good adult good news. It's been a while. It's, it's been, been a, while. a while. I know, I know. It's been a while. Uh, but I got a great, and when I say great, I truly mean it mm -hmm. great 10 inch fry pan. Oh yeah, you it's told me about really this. nice, really nice fry pan yeah, by Misen. I think they get their name from Misen Plus. That's what it is. Yes, and uh, it's I, I can't recommend it enough. I uh, it's a great fry pan. Fries everything up great, and by everything I mean eggs. eggs. <laughs> yeah, it's a great egg it was pan. Brought to you by the Egg Council. Yes, <laughs> uh, you should get one. It's great. Yeah, I had a green have, pan yeah. before, and a green pan works yeah. great for eggs. And this is this is superior, even though it has a gritty finish. Mm. 
Yeah, I was a little I'm surprised. I'm probably due for a new 10-inch. I have a great uh, Cuisinart, or is it? Cuisinart makes good pants. Yeah, it's either Cuisinart or it's Farberware. I don't know, but yeah. I love mine. They're great. Mm-hmm. They do a great job. Fantastic. I've been doing a lot of pasta lately, mm-hmm. which I know is a, you know, it's a little scandalous You know I'm me. a pasta man. But my God, I've just been all in. What's your favorite pasta shape? Oof. I have mine. Uh, I mean... I know mine. I, you know, I don't like to pick favorites, because <laughs> then the word gets out, the pasta gets mad. Yeah. Uh, I always like farfalli. Farfalli is a great... But I don't buy farfalli. The, the bow ties. You're talking bow ties, yes. right? Yes. Beep. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been eating a lot of just spaghetti, because I haven't had spaghetti. spaghetti. The whole wheat spaghetti, I'm just like loving it. You know, I'm loving if you it. Like, if you like spaghetti, okay. you got to try my favorite noodle. It's a long noodle okay. with a hole in the middle. Ooh. Bucatini. Oh, okay. A bucatini is great. I love bucatini, and I love pipettes and radiatore, which look like little radiators. Mm-hmm. They all so, hold sauce yeah. really well. <laughs> they hold heat and sauce really well. <laughs> Steam heat. So, yeah, I'm just whatever they have at um, the Aldi. But I've also been doing, like I said, the, the black soybean pasta, which is good because it's high in protein, and edamame pasta, which mm-hmm. is very good. Again, like 24 grams of protein per two ounces. It's wild. Are you they seeing put it this? in there. Are you yeah. seeing this? Oh, and, and I've been making my own sauce, of course, because I'm not a savage. Yeah, you've got to make your own sauce. you got to yeah. get DOP tomatoes. Don't mess that up. Come on. Don't no. be a stunad. Okay? Whatever's at Aldi is what I'm buying, baby. Okay? <laughs> this is my life. Living it. Uh, but yeah, no, it's great. And then I've been getting some sausages, too, even though they're not the most healthy. Sausage is meat. great. If you're making a sauce, I know. Uh, an Italian thing. And it just makes me some... feel happy. It makes me feel happy. And and you deserve that. You know it's what? It's been so long. You deserve that. It's been so long first since I've been me, First me and my 10-inch pan, and now you with this sausage. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> well, and what I do, because, you know, we're scared of the AGEs. Yes. We hate the AGEs. That's from the high heat cooking. That's you. Well, I, that, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to make my life better and elongated as possible. We're all gonna uh, live uh, and just be horrible at 97 years <laughs> it's old. Be super hot. And Gavin's and gonna flooded. be. <laughs> Gavin's but, gonna be like, I'm glad I didn't eat those seared. So steaks. glad I didn't eat high heat food. <laughs> but what I do is I just, you know, I just put it in the pan. I put some water and just let it, you know. Mm-hmm. This little thing boil up, and then you know, give it a little bit there, and then you co- you chop it up, and you throw in the sauce, and you put the sketty in there. It's yeah, so good, so good. And then I mean, I make so much because you know, I'm so bad Manja. at I'm so bad at judging how much how many noodles I should be putting in there, how much pasta. <laughs> I so I just like oh, that's enough, and then it's so much. But then you get you get lunch and dinner, especially for the next day. It's so. always just me and Caitlin, mm-hmm. but I only know I'm how alone. to how to cook in life for eight. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's no two. It's only eight. <laughs> yes, I suck at two. I kill. I slay serving eight. Yeah. Anyway, Gavin, say goodbye to the yeah, people. Yeah, we've been talking. We've been talking. Have a good weekend, you guys everyone. Talk. Everyone, yeah, call enjoy in. it. Call in, please. Call us direct from Flavortown. Our number eight zero three five six three seven one six nine is always available to you, toll free, especially from Flavortown. Uh, let us know what you're what you're cooking up, what you're doing, your thoughts on a ranch and everything else. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. We love those as well. And you can stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. I don't know if you've seen The Net, okay. but it's basically like The Net. Sandra? Okay. Sandra Bullock? I am Sandra Bullock. Ever heard of her? Yeah. She also drove a bus that couldn't stop. Speed? I think you better sit down before I make you sit down, okay? You're just embarrassing yourself.